0: Hey Rocky, do you think I should invest in cryptocurrency? Uh, the crypto world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place and will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently. If you let it, you, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as crypto, but it ain't how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much can you take and keep hodling? That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what's worth, you go out and you get what it's worth. But you got to be willing to ride the dips and not point fingers saying you ain't in a Lambo because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that, and that ain't you. You're better than that. Now get tough, because this is a sponsored crypto spotlight episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Yo, Adrian! Five.
1: Travis, are you going to fly now?
0: No, nothing is impossible.
1: You're the champ. You are the champ. And so are all of you. Because, yeah, you're here. It's the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious, crypto serious, and crypto Philadelphia, apparently, because we are uh Rockies in the city of brotherly love mm-hmm. have you have you climbed the steps there in philly
0: the, it's been a long time since i've done that but i did i climbed the steps i um back in the late 90s i did a promotional tour for sprint and i think i was like tw- in my early early 20s and uh, me and another dude got in a van with a bunch of sprint t-shirts and we went around to all these colleges all over the east coast and uh, gave out the you know it was when the phone cards were you know 10 cents a minute and 25 cents a minute during the day when you had to pay for long distance and uh yeah so i don't know how many poor people ended up getting debts as a result of my going around all those different universities but philadelphia it's the only time i've actually been into philadelphia and went did all the really cool you know like the independence hall and the liberty bell you're not supposed to touch Mm -hmm. the liberty bell so what did i do i i literally have a picture of me touching it touch the bell um don't touch the butt and uh And so I did. And, uh, yeah, it was great. You got to see where the Declaration of Independence was signed. And you really got this awesome feeling of freedom ran. uh, Actually, I think I kind of walked up the stairs. I was not feeling too uh, inspired that day to run up them because that's a lot of stairs. And I'm not Rocky.
1: Well, and just imagine how many people, like if you were to watch, go to the top and they put their hands up in the air like they're victorious. Yay! I climbed the stairs. Okay, you're not Rocky. Get over it. Uh, Yeah. This is a sponsored Crypto Spotlight edition of the show. As you know, usually once a week we do these sponsored shows where the companies that we bring to you that are innovating in the blockchain space have compensated us to be interviewed and placed on the Bad Crypto podcast. We're not making any recommendations of any kind that you purchase these or any tokens because we are not financial advisors. We're bad. And if you think anything we're saying is advice, then you should have your head examined because it's clearly not. This is here for information and entertainment purposes only. Speak with a financial advisor if you're going to do any investing. But we are being compensated for these interviews today.
0: Uh, But we love chatting with these entrepreneurs who are trying to change the world and do good stuff and make the world a better place by using blockchain. So we like to chat with these folks.
1: Indeed we do. And today you're going to meet several founders. And so without any further ado, let's get into it. Here's the first one. There's been a lot of talk about stable coins, and we've had a few companies on the show that intend to create stable coins. Uh, today, we've got Tori Reese. He's the VP of Corporate Development with Trust Token. It's a blockchain platform for the creation of asset-backed tokens. So they are looking to tokenize all kinds of assets, which uh, the the big picture here. Looks like rental properties, timeshares, small businesses, stocks, bonds, dollars, gold, silver, movies, books, TV shows, music, and more. But uh, they're initially going to get start with currencies and commodities.
2: And Tori, welcome to Bad Crypto. Thanks for having me. You could tokenize that. <laughs> you know, the first thing we ever tokenized was a song, actually. So we... we Back uh, that
0: assets <laughs> up? <laughs>
2: <laughs> what what song did you tokenize? So um it, it's an interesting story but there was a uh, um there was an artist that uh somehow I'm trying to remember how um how they met initially. Um but so Taryn if you go to taryn.trusttoken.com uh and that's T A R Y N. You can actually still see it to this day. Um it was uh So Taryn Southern is like a singer songwriter and we essentially, it was an experiment. We wanted to see, okay, let's test this smart trust concept and uh, basically token holders get 50% of the songwriting revenue and Taryn receives the other 50%. And so this was like this tiny little experiment, like way back in the day before we actually started moving into the. How's it again?
0: T-A-R-E-N?
2: T-A-Y. T-A-R-Y-N. Okay. Yep. That's right. Yeah. And it's still up today to this day. You can go check it out.
0: Checking it out right now, this very minute
2: excellent so so this is uh in the experiment went well it went well and this was around the time when we were like we see a huge opportunity in the tokenization of real world assets and intellectual property and currencies and and that eventually led to true USD you know not not too much later okay so tell us what is true USD so true USD uh, is our collateralized stable coin so like you said there's been a lot of uh, conversations about stable coins and the different styles, um, the different flavors out there, the crypto collateralized or algorithmic. Um, but ours is, is essentially just a tokenized form of the US dollar that is held in US you know, fiduciary uh, bank accounts. And um, basically, token holders have full legal protections in the eyes of the law. And we're fully, uh, we have an accounting firm that performs attestation, so we have full transparency as well. And we, we publish, so publish those monthly.
0: So the true USD token that you've created, that essentially Mm -hmm. is, is it's tied to the the dollar, but uh, it's used to sort of tokenize and add value to these various different real world sort of use cases, like how you just did with a song and other assets, right?
2: Yeah. So there's, there's lots of use cases. What we've seen the largest adoption from the trading community, um, you know, the all the exchanges have have begun adopting True USD as you know a quote currency on their exchange. But yeah. to your point, we're seeing it being used on real estate, you know, uh, distributed apps, and we're seeing it in as payment for people that are creating payment rails on the blockchain because um, it's it's an ERC twenty token on the Ethereum blockchain, so it's um, easy to integrate.
0: So essentially, it's 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 a a, a tether type of, of coin. It's a stable coin. But you actually have provable value behind it and backed, which is which is something we've never had before, because with with Tether, there was no audit. We didn't know how much Tether there was. But how does that work with true USD?
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. So so Tether sort of, you know, they proved the market. Um, they proved there's massive demand for, you know, a tokenized dollar. Um, but where they dropped the ball was in how they constructed uh the business, both legally and and financially. And so the way we've constructed it is uh, to your point, you know, we have these monthly attestations by a top 50 accounting firm. So uh, we're always able to prove that the number of tokens in circulation is exactly equal to the number of dollars, you know, one-to-one held in our partner bank accounts. Um, But the most important quality- That's huge, by the
0: way, that is really huge because that adds that level of trust, which you've conveniently, what, called smart
1: trust?
2: Yeah, this, this smart trust is uh, the, that's what we call our tokenized
1: trusts. And, and you guys are you're doing a private sale, and I'm assuming that there is there going
2: to be a public sale then after this private sale is over. No, there, there won't be. And uh, the, just to clarify, though, that sale is for trust token, not for true USD. So that's uh, for you know the underlying um, platform currency. Oh, that's what's going to be used to verify real world assets. Yeah, ex- explain how the two work here in this ecosystem. Sure, sure. So um, the platform itself is called Trust Token. And so that's, you know, that's a series of legal and technical protocols that we use to create asset-backed tokens. Uh, And as part of that process, uh, you know, we need to verify the authenticity of the assets, but also the fiduciaries that are going to be holding them and custodian them in the real world. Uh, And the way we incentivize uh, people to do that is there's fees associated with the various products, and those are paid out to individuals that hold Trust Token and choose to stake them on the various assets. So it's almost like a distributed underwriting platform. That's ultimately what we're building.
0: Now, it's interesting because when you hear the word trust, right, you have like trust that you want to trust somebody and believe what they're saying, but also the trust, like, you know, in in financial terms, like you have a big trust fund that you're going to leave money in. I'm curious about cuz cuz Joel and I were actually having a conversation about this earlier like is, is there a crypto any crypto trust funds out there that you've heard of is that something that's like imagine like every, you you could pool your all crypto into a crypto trust and is that something that is uh, would be a viable thing for protection we're kind of having a yeah. brainstorm about that
2: Yeah no that would absolutely be viable um you know trusts are really flexible legal entities uh, which is why we we like to use those um, along with escrow accounts. But no, you could absolutely get together a group of friends and you know basically move assign ownership of of your various crypto assets to the trust, and then you all can own you know fractional uh, shares of that trust. Um, so that that's definitely a way you could structure
1: it. So hmm. let's talk a little bit about your uh, team then, because when we're dealing with. Uh, you know, a blockchain that intends to tap into the 256 trillion dollars worth of real world assets. Um, I'm hoping that we're going to hear that you guys got a financial background. So tell us, yeah, that. definitely.
2: So uh, the team we've we've got a really fantastic team in that there's a real diversity in our backgrounds. Um, you know, everything from you know Raph, our co-founder. He uh, when he started the company was coming out of Google Brain, where he was doing uh AI research, uh, you know, over at Google. And before that he was doing AI research with Palantir. Um and so he brought, you know, a cryptography and AI background. Uh Danny, our CEO, comes from those are some a- two really big companies right there. If you didn't
0: catch that folks, like Palantir, they're doing all kinds of crazy data stuff. And Google,
2: Google Brain. Wow, that sounds like a really smart dude. He he really is. He's uh, he's a fantastic guy to work with, and um, you know, Danny, our CEO, has a data science background as well. You know, he was with PwC um, prior to uh, and then Kernel, which was a, a neural. They, it's pretty wild, but they were building technology. It was a neural interface company, so it was where you were mapping the brain to understand you know the uh, when you think something, being able to map those signals to uh, into a computer, and so. Um, you know, the, the interesting thing though, is that initial team didn't have, uh, you know, as much of a finance background. And so this, now the early team has really been fleshed out with, you know, we have folks coming from private equity, from venture, from investment banks. Um, and we've been able to get some really great mentorship, uh, as well from, uh, advisors in those areas. So, um, you know, now the team's approaching 20 people and, uh, we're feeling, you know, much more confident in our, uh, um, and really the, the, the collective you know, capacity of the team.
0: Good stuff. All right. Now, I, I tell you, I am impressed with what I've heard so far in the research that we've done prior to uh, jumping on the call. So maybe tell us a little bit about the community and, and maybe any other things that, um, that, are, that, that our audience would definitely love to know about your project.
2: Yeah. I think the most exciting thing and maybe the most misunderstood is that what we're doing right now uh, with the Trust Token platform is largely, you know, the goal is to create opportunities, both for stakers uh, to to really play the role that an investment bank would traditionally play. So what that means is, you know, banks make an enormous amount of money underwriting various deals, right, that come to them, whether you're talking about an IPO, or you're putting together, you know, a, a REIT, a, you know, real estate investment trust. And, you know, typically those fees are in the millions, tens of millions, or sometimes even hundreds of millions of dollars. And by staking, you essentially get access to those same type of underwriting fees. Um, Or in the case of, you know, our products like TrueUSD, it'll be in the form of transaction fees. Um, And that can be very lucrative. So, uh, you know, it does require taking time to dig through all the documents and when those are placed up for various deals. So we're trying to build out a strong community of people who are willing to dig through these deals. And then, you know, hold trust token and then stake on deals that they think are really good, because that's how the, the deals will tip, so to speak, and then actually be sold to the public because they have to be collateralized.
0: So how many different total tokens are there going to be? Because it sounds like there's true USD, there's trust token, there's smart trust. And you were talking about these different, different coins are doing kind of different things. If maybe you could explain that a little further, because I'd love some clarity on that.
2: Absolutely. No, I think it's a great question. and uh, We need to make that clear, too. So Trust token is the single, like that's, let's call that our company token, right? That's the platform tokens. So there's only going to be one of that variety of token. But then ultimately what the platform enables is the creation of asset-backed tokens. So that means you're going to see, you know, gold to gold coin, USD to true USD. Uh, you might see, I'm just, you know, using filler here, but SF real estate to SF real estate coin, right? Or token. So the whole idea is actually creating these asset-backed tokens and uh, security tokens.
1: Well, how, how do you, I get, I understand that for, you know, dollars or gold or I guess commodities, but you know, you have on your site that you're also going to issue a new coin for each asset. So let's say I've got a rental property that's going to have its own coin.
2: Yeah. It, it, you, so what's interesting is, we think there's gonna be a future where the majority of assets or many assets are all tokenized. And that doesn't mean that they'll all actually trade. Like it might be that you tokenize your rental property and you share ownership with like 10 of your close friends. That's fine, but there isn't a market for that, right? Where where we think the market- I don't know, my
1: my rental property, you know, high demand
2: (laughs) right there. High demand? Uh, we, we think, though, that there will be much larger like ETFs that form where you might see an ETF that buys portions of all these different you know, homes or commercial real estate. And then that larger you know, real estate ETF token is what's traded on exchanges. So uh, again, it's, it's, you can think about it as like the bundling and rebundling of assets. We're going to start to see that more and more.
0: There's a lot, a lot of stuff that you can do with this type of thing. And uh, you know, it sounds like the team that you got has developed has been pretty good. How, I guess one thing we would ask right now is like, how far along is your actual technology today and your roadmap and like, and how far until you got it ready to fully rumble?
2: Yeah, no, great question. So.
1: Oh, uh, Mister Joel! Did you hear that?
2: that? That was two great. questions. That was two questions.
1: great questions. You know what? I thought my question was great too. I don't get the recognition. Hot, fine,
2: whatever. I'm not even here. <laughs> hey, that just means you got to step up your game, right? Step I, up to I, the challenge. I'm just here. I'm just a pretty face. That's all. <laughs> oh man! Well, the you know that we do have a one year lockup. We we actually went. Really, we, we did something very different from most projects in that we're actually actively discouraging a lot of those pump and dump groups that you typically see investing in the crypto space. And we made it clear that we want people that are invested in the project and understand the long term of what we're building. So Because your uh,
0: token's worth a dollar, right? You know, you're going to buy it for a dollar. You're going to be able to take out a dollar later. But not, cool. you can't pump and dump that, right?
2: Well so to clarify I'm talking about trust token <laughs> <People> <laughs> seems to confuse, they confuse it's a dollar three right token. now everybody we pumped and, it up it's
0: good job
2: <laughs> yeah we I think the trust token and true USD creates a lot of confusion so so I'm talking specifically about trust token mm-hmm. that's like the the native platform
0: so thing. many tokens I'm so confused with I, know, I know
2: I know. <laughs> well, fortunately, they're here to
1: explain it. And if you guys go to the website, trusttoken.com, you can get all the details there. The uh, the sale at CoinList, the uh, the blog is here. I'm assuming there's a white paper somewhere on the site, although I'm having a hard time locating
2: it. Yeah, we only share that with uh, registered investors on uh, either on CoinList or if they reach out to us directly. Ah, there you um, go. Yeah. And there's a yeah. uh, Trust Token
1: Telegram. It's got about 5,600 members on it right now that you guys can go join the community there as well. The bridge between blockchains and $256 trillion worth of real world assets, trusttoken.com. Thanks so much, uh, Tori, for sharing with us and best of success with your project. You know, we welcome so many different icos to our crypto spotlight and we've got a team that kind of goes through and vets the various projects to make sure that they pass the muster to be on the show what if there Not was spot, a way... pass the
0: mustard that's different
1: oh yes that's you need a hamburger or a hot yeah. dog if you're going to want to mm-hmm. pass the mustard yeah it's totally different can i can i keep going
0: you can keep going yeah i just wanted to interrupt okay. you rudely okay, okay.
1: that's good do we, do we need pickles with that
0: <laughs> maybe some onions
1: OK, so what if, Travis, we could uh, help that process along if there was a way through crowd wisdom, through A.I. and through community built on blockchain for us to be able to vet various projects, both um, those that are existing and those that are forthcoming. That would be cool. Ooh, yeah.
0: Sound, that sounds like that would be that sounds like that would be helpful for us
1: not only ooh, ooh, or ooh, utrum or <laughs> utrum <laughs> the website utrum.io a trusted playbook for crypto investors and with us the marketing lead and coo john westbrook hello john
3: hey guys how's it
1: going good did i did i kind of nail um how you know this would solve a, a problem for oh, us
3: totally. at least totally definitely how it would solve it for you and and really for anybody who's looking you know, at seriously investing in a crypto project. Um, well, maybe let's talk about the problem then. Yeah. Pull back a little
1: bit and evaluate the crypto space and yeah. and why do we need an, a utrum?
3: Yeah. So I actually started as an investor um, a couple of years ago and in, uh, an investor in crypto and quickly found out um, there was very few people and or companies I could trust. And I'm sure we're all familiar with kind of the big boom last year with ICOs. It was very exciting. There was a lot of uh, 10x investment opportunities using ICOs, a lot of pump and dumps that people profited off of. And um, that hype, you know, kind of led up um, at the end of the year to a lot of major, some of the, some of the biggest scams, particularly exit scams, um, really kicking off 2018. So BitConnect, of course, was sort of the, the Speak golden, my daughter, my 15 year
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> old daughter just, actually. I just my dog her off her Now my dog is
3: freaking Did out. I hear that?
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we saw BitConnect, um, sort of, you know, destroy some lives and February loop X was another, another big exit scam that took about four and a half million dollars. Um, March, there was another one Giza device. And in April there was the Viet- the Vietnam, um, ICO that was being, or two ICOs that were being investigated by the Vietnam government. Um, I think it totaled $660 million or something. Uh, you know,
1: there's a, there's a story that I just saw today on CoinDesk, uh, out of Vietnam. Also a, a CEO of Sky Mining in Vietnam Ah. has been missing for the past few days and apparently he has disappeared with 35 million wow in uh, in funds. So yeah, wow. yeah jeez. Yeah. And and they're saying that he's relocated to the US. So he, he got out of Vietnam <laughs> and he's somewhere here walking our soil with big stacks of cash.
3: Yeah, wow. I did not see that. That's Yeah, so that is the that's kind of the heart of the problem. You know, people dump money into something, um, based on a lot of promises and vaporware. And then, um, often, often the, you know, there's, there's legitimate or or quasi legitimate reasons that a project falls apart. Maybe they didn't get enough funding. Maybe, you know, it's some real reason that they weren't able to produce the product and they genuinely wanted to, but that's, I would say that's maybe, you know, 1% or something. I don't know Mm -hmm. what the numbers are. Mm -hmm. Um, And then
0: there's that bad coin that didn't raise any money and is still a shit coin. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. It's a bad Nobody...
1: but, but it's the, the bad but coin but but the the creators of it have absconded with absolutely nothing so you know that's true it's like, I, have, I have taken all
0: of my no, no money and stayed in Kansas City
3: yeah you're <laughs> going difficult. to be with it yeah i'm going to be <laughs> the the next thing with scams though is the fomo i mean really we have to take personal responsibility for a lot of the a lot of the the, the bad stuff that happens you know there is i'm not um, responsible <laughs> I didn't do it. Okay, you can you say t- you're absconded you from responsibility. responsibility. I'll take yeah. responsibility. I've, okay. I've FOMO'd it's before. I'll, it's John's fault. It. It's my <laughs> fault. <laughs> I take full responsibility for everyone's FOMO. I mean, it's <laughs> it's definitely... I, one, one of the things that I, I like to come back to is what is the most valuable currency in cryptocurrency? As, as goofy and cheesy as this is, I think it's trust. I think trust is the most valuable currency that we have. And so when we really want a project to, you know, that's going to be valuable to us and make us money and work for us and be profitable, we go to trust. We go to any kind of the trust issues with that project, the team, where are they from? What are the chances that they're going to bail? Um, What are the chances they're going to make this thing? And it's going to be a great product. You know Um, I talked to actually a, a private equity investor recently who his his thinking now is he's looking five, ten years down the road. So he's looking for that those long-term projects that are gonna really nail it. And he's of the of the belief that ninety-nine point five percent of all these ICOs are basically just gonna be nothing within a few years. And it's just a, a lot of money thrown around to you know, to innovate. It's good. I think there's a lot of good behind it. We're looking to innovate a new technology. So,
1: but isn't it like um, that with every yeah. startup? I mean, startups in general, whether no, they're ICOs or just, you know, a, a traditional startup, um, within two yeah. years, the majority will not be there. So it's not necessarily because yeah. they're scams. It's just because they failed yeah. at execution. That's I mean,
0: absolutely. Yeah, but Most startups don't take their investment money and then go live on a beach. Well, that's, that's, yeah, exactly that's a right. scam.
3: Yeah. Clearly. That's-, <laughs> that's the scam version. And you're absolutely right. There is such a huge percentage of these companies who really want to make it. Part of, I think, what's what's causing their um, what will cause their demise is all the noise. You really have to stand out. There's a lot of projects coming in. There's a lot of chaos. Um, one of the things that's also interesting, not to totally switch gears, but I think often, uh, especially in the U.S., regulation is used as a means to try to protect investors, try to reel in some of the scammy ones, try to help the, the startups um and i think it was in april the uh clayton um jay clayton the sec securities guy um he was speaking at princeton university and he um he basically said he's all for these icos he's all for this technology but if if we can't stop people who are defrauding investors He's he's afraid. I don't know if he's afraid of this, but regularly he says he's afraid that regulation pendulum will basically swing back and become so extreme that it's going to sort of limit innovation. Um, and I think that really is kind of the the challenge. You know, we there's some regulation that that I think is is good, and then it can go to the extreme and then it, it undercuts what we're trying to do here.
0: So you are creating this trusted playbook for crypto investors. So yeah. you're you're building this as you say, a community powered ecosystem, you're built on blockchain, crowd wisdom and artificial intelligence. So how does this solve the cryptocurrency trust problem that we have?
3: Yeah, great. Um, so most platforms that are out there right now, I think revain is a big one. Um, and there's a few others, but, uh, syndicator that are kind of similar approaches trying to create some sort of a review process, you know, of, of, um, uh, crypto projects or ICOs. Well, but they're and, they're
1: reviewing um, prior. You know, they're they're just reviewing them based on um, you know the information that's public. They're not using any right, wisdom right. of crowds or AI.
3: Exactly. So that's kind of where we're we're deviating, and we're we're looking at it from the idea that just like we have blockchain, and that builds a lot of trust in the technology, and we can look at it. It's a transparent blockchain that we can verify and see how secure it is. Um, everything does boil down to relationships. So it's sort of like creating this blockchain of humans, you know, this, uh, that that's kind of how I see crowd wisdom. It's a lot of people going into, um, to look at a, a review or a particular project and rate it or vote on it based on what they kind of their conscience, you know, based on what they think is, is accurate quality, um, information or reviews. And they do that through a blind voting process. There's no social proof that, that. People are upvoting or downvoting projects or, or reviews of projects. And so it creates this window of opportunity for everybody to pitch in, give their opinion, and then the results come out about approximately 30 days later, depending on what kind of project they're reviewing. So that's how we're utilizing crowd wisdom um, specifically to actually to get users in. They get rewarded for voting and participating the person who reviewed the project and created that review in the, in the first place gets rewarded based on the accuracy um, of their, of their findings. And the accuracy is really, you know, measured by people's votes, by the crowd's votes. And the AI is in place to help mitigate manipulation, because obviously there's going to be projects that will want, they'll they'll have a crowd of people that they'll hire to go in and vote in their favor. So, um, so AI is, is being designed and developed with, algorithms to detect that kind of that kind of activity. So know?
1: maybe it would be helpful here to take us through the process. Hold our hands in the crypto space and explain how this works.
3: Yeah. So um utrim is going to be a platform that's community based, very similar to platforms like Steemit. And um a user will go in and say they want to create a review of a new ICO. So they can write their review. Um, they can put all their findings about the team, the project, uh, as detailed as they want, publish that review. When they publish it, it goes into a voting process of approximately 30 days. And during that 30 day period, the community votes on the accuracy of their findings. And they essentially are saying, yes, we agree with you. This is, this is, this is accurate. This is a good project or no, we think your review is totally bogus and off. Um, both parties, the, the reviewers of the review and the publisher of the review are rewarded in OOT tokens. So that's the UTRIM c- cryptocurrency itself. And um, and they're rewarded based on a few factors, one of which is their trust factor score. So as a person is, revi- is writing reviews and doing a fairly good job accurately uh, defining good projects, reviewing good projects, um or even reviewing bad projects and accurately pointing out that it's a scam or a bad project as they're doing that they're getting a trust factor score that is is constantly in flux depending on how well they're doing at at their task of of publishing these reviews and then the reviewers are also scored based on how they vote so if their voting is seeming to be manipulation their trust factor score drops significantly which also drops the weight of their vote so so there's some similarities to a lot of different, you know, we're, we're kind of, we've learned from a lot of different projects out there and are sort of gleaning, uh, the mistakes and the good stuff and trying to include all of that, um, in this project.
1: You, you, I hey hey, Travis, I think he gets extra points for using the word gleaning. I like that. Glean, yeah. <laughs> you like gleaning?
0: Yeah. Gleaning, that is Excellent pretty solid. Excellent that, that is pretty nice. solid. Oh.
3: <laughs> I get some bad tokens for that. <laughs>
0: Uh so so tell us then a little bit about how maybe because your oot, your token is the oot,
3: oot. and uh, the o
0: o t oot, oot. 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 <laughs> uh although it could have been rum which it could have been the crypto for pirates yeah I, I really feel it, like you know, I just I right hear yeah, Arnold saying it.
1: right. would you like some oot tokens oot token
0: <laughs> oot Umlaut. You need an umlaut in your name if you're just going to have the OOT. U
3: yeah. M. Look at this guy as a spokesman. That's perfect.
0: <laughs> Here we are brainstorming That's your marketing. Yeah, yeah, we, thank yeah, you. Right. You're helping me do my job. So tell us a little bit about the OOT.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure that I can anymore. <laughs> Hey, this I'm is really serious sorry. business here. I mean, what you're doing is is uh, a really <laughs> needed concept, but we're going to play and have fun at your expense. Yeah. Cause, yeah.
3: I agree. No, and actually, you know, part of the, even though it is a needed thing, and there's a lot of people who've been hurt with with poor investments and whatnot, and we're trying to fix that. Uh, we are really about having fun in the process. And this is, you know, even the, the platform itself, we want it to be fun for users. We want it to be a community that that draws all sorts of crypto um, enthusiasts you know developers and investors and newbies and everybody and to really have that that place because ultimately when when we were all back in the days investing in the, the first ICOs and we we're all excited the way we got our information was running around between slack channels or facebook pages or whatever you know we were just like running around trying to get information and it was a lot of chaos so we're trying to also at the same time of of getting this really great review system in place create a community that that actually is kind of a one-stop um, hub, you know, for crypto people to, to get really trusted information. They know that that the good stuff's going to rise to the top, the bad stuff's going to fall based on votes and the algorithms and the trustees involved. Um, so the OOT token that is used as the rewards system because it's a rewarding platform is um, it's uh, based on the Komodo platform. So it's a it's an hmm. asset chain of uh, of the Komodo blockchain. So it has all the fun, exciting features of Komodo, like being a privacy coin, um, and it's based on ZK Snarks. It also has uh, decentralized proof of work, so or um, I'm sorry, delayed proof of work. So essentially, the entire OOT blockchain is backed up to the Komodo blockchain, which in turn is backed up to Bitcoin. So, for someone to take down oot, they have to take down Bitcoin and then don't Komodo take down then, my oot um so it's- leave my
1: oot yeah. alone.
3: <laughs> yes yes, so it's it, we're we're focused on security anonymity privacy um and super fast you know we, we it's it's a side chain, so it's not you know it's not built into komodo's chain, so we're we're independent and we can Transaction speeds are very quick and, and fees are very low.
1: It it pays Um, a note. This is, this is a token, token right? You guys are past ICO. You have a launched project.
3: Yes. Yeah. We, um, finished our ICO July 4th and, um, past, we did our soft cap. We hit our soft cap. Um, so we're, you know, we're off and running. We hired a CTO, um, started first of July and we've got a blockchain developer also who we hired in July, uh, a couple back-end developers, a front-end, and uh, we're hiring another another blockchain developer August 1st, and then another database developer. Very
1: good. Okay, well, let me let you get back to yeah. explaining how does the OOT token work.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so the token itself is, um, it, it can be stored in a wallet, in the Agama wallet, which is the Komodo, uh, the official Komodo wallet. And... Um, there's two, 200... so many
0: words. Ugama,
3: Komodo. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm throwing out so <laughs> many, words. <right? laughs> too much. Too overwhelming. It's now we're
0: running out of words. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: yeah. So from a technical standpoint, uh, OOT is 216 million total supply. Um, approximately 52 or so million is in reserve to pay rewards in the, through the community. And, um, Let's see what else. What else about it? I guess that's yeah. What else? I really don't know what else to say about the token. I mean, that's it's a great token. Uh, there.
1: Well, that, that's a <laughs> personal opinion, and we will accept that. It's currently trading as of this recording at about four and a half cents on CoinMarketCap. That's correct. Well, not it's not trading Coin yes. Market cap, It's listed there. Um, you guys right, right. are listed on uh, Right BTC, Coin Exchange, Barterdex, um, and it looks like uh, you got a market cap of one and a half million right now. So that's right. Very nice. What what else would Um, you like people to know then?
3: Yeah, you know, we're we're our focus is really about what we're doing um, from a community standpoint. So, you know, if people want to invest in the token, that's great. We're, you know, we love support, we love people getting involved on that level. But ultimately, this is this is about the development and what we're creating for the community, which is you know, really something that's a curated platform of reviews for projects. So that people can can trust what they're getting involved in, um, like I said before, I think trust in in cryptocurrency boils down to relationships we we trust the you know the people that are well known or are proven developers and have transparent code that they've proven is is good and trustworthy. those are the guys we trust, and if they say invest in something, we run to that so we're trying to create something that gives some gives the community a little bit more than having to hunt down the one or two people that they can really trust and they can actually have a community of of wisdom that's drawn from the Will
1: your AI platform um automatically like discredit people that use the words Lambo or Moon in their posts? I'll make
3: that suggestion. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, I, you know, it's funny, but at the same time, there's, you know, if you're looking for comments and, and feedback and review the, you know, where do you get your crypto yeah. advice? Oh, I, you know, I go to Telegram and I look to see where people are saying something's going right. to go up. Uh, you know, I mean, that's just yeah. horrible way to invest. Oh, I know.
3: I told my, my buddy who was kind of doing trading with me back a couple of years ago that the word mooning. Anytime somebody said it's mooning, it would trigger me. It's like that's my trigger room, man. I get so enraged when I hear that word because it's so. <laughs> Were you like driving down the highway sometime?
0: Like a yeah, I'd pull up Twitter and
3: it's like, you know, ETH is mooning, and I just, I just go into a rage, plow wow. into some cars. Uh,
0: it's better than it's better than butt cheeks flying out a window at you though.
1: So it's just, it's, yeah, don't mooning. don't get near yeah. John when mooning's happening because he'll go he'll he'll rage <laughs> any kind of mooning. <laughs> The Someone's
0: full moon, moon happened yeah. a couple of days ago too. Like, oh, oh I was it's triggered, the, it's man. So I
3: weird. saw that full moon. I just went into a, a full on rage. John's triggered. <laughs> but it's true. I think uh, you know. I think there is a lot of um, gimmicky, and and I've even even in our channel, anytime um, somebody within our group does something that I feel is a little too gimmicky, I, I put a message out. I'm like, hey guys, let's tone down the gimmicky sound, the, the gimmickiness, because we we're trying to you know we're trying to have fun. We want to have a lot of fun. So there's a little gimmicky involved, but.
0: But then you come on bad crypto. You're like, let's quit this yeah. gimmicky stuff, you guys. Hey, let's go on bad crypto. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know, what because
0: am I doing? <laughs> Career mind. ender. Right You're, sending You're sending mixed messages. <laughs> You're sending mixed messages. Oh, I, I
3: won't. I won't lie. I mean, I poured some whiskey for this. I I knew what I was. I felt like I knew what I was getting into, and and I'm not. I'm not underwhelmed. <laughs>
0: No wonder you're laughing at yeah, our jokes. Yeah, right. He's exactly. got whiskey. It's not, r- but he doesn't have rum in him. You'd figure yeah. he'd have he some. Just been
1: dead silent. You guys, you yeah. guys should bottle that utrum. <laughs> utrum. Yeah. We really need to make. You like, Oh,
3: would you like some utrum, <laughs> 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 Hey, that. John. I would love that. Too. Yeah. Cool that's
1: project, awesome. John. And we appreciate your sense of humor. Utrum, U T R U M dot io is the website, and we'll look forward to seeing this thing unfold as you guys move forward. Healthcare makes up such a massive part of many nations' economies, and the, the whole finances surrounding that are a, a big deal. And that's why it's interesting to see that we've got a company here that is designing the world's first health tech financial solutions platform, and it's all blockchain-based. And to introduce it to us, we have Darren Louis darren is the fo- uh, co-founder of enco it's spelled a-e-n-c-o and the website for this project is encoin.com again aencoin.com darren welcome to bad crypto uh, thank you thank you travis and joe yeah lovely to be here we're, we're glad that you're here why don't you kind of give us the lay of the land of what is encompassed by the health tech financial markets sure sure um maybe let me start off with explaining a bit of background about
5: our vision and and some of the problems uh we are we are seeing in the market that we're trying to solve
1: um explain uh, away you are the driver (laughs) of this vehicle take us there oh great one thank you thank you joe so uh as
5: as you know healthcare uh, landscape it's a pretty huge industry encompasses a uh, medical encompasses drugs, encompasses research, and and um, for many many years, uh, a lot of the, uh, these very exciting healthcare emerging market companies and projects have uh, you know scattered across the world, uh, and, and and one of the major issues with these uh, healthcare companies is typically finance related are coming to Hong Kong, they're going to London, they go to the US. Uh, most companies wanted to kick off their project uh, by raising capital from the very traditional uh, venture capital funds and private equity and so forth. And, and, and for many years, uh, um, and myself being in the uh, in the financial industry, together with the other co-founder, Mr. Ian Kuhn, who has been for many years a healthcare analyst, um, you know, we, we typically encounter some very exciting a healthcare approaches which would completely transform the world, um, but ninety percent of these companies will never make it uh, and you may not even have heard about it and and one of the reasons for that is because of of a major issue around. Uh, uh, recognition around creating a, a community uh, uh, around that project, as well as the ability to to raise the capital that they need to kick off the project. And and what has been very exciting in the last two three years is is the development with the uh, digital finance market. You know the, the ICO world, uh, various ways of raising capital, P two P and so forth. And this has, you know, quite rapidly transformed the way a lot of these healthcare projects and healthcare companies uh trying to raise capital to either kick off the project or to develop the project into the next phase. And for the last year or so, we are seeing an increasing amount, and I mean uh, by the week at the moment, of um, healthcare and medical companies uh, in, for example, the big data space, in you know, drugs, in in pharmaceutical space, medical service. Now starting to tap into the digital finance world for, for capital raising. And in some cases, not even for capital, but more for, you know, building their community and doing cross collaboration work uh, globally around the world. So, so we, we, we're seeing a lot of these opportunities and, and we can only see an increasing trend of these type of projects and companies tapping into the digital world uh, to address their growth uh, aspects of the company. And, and really, what ANCO was created with on the back of that vision is actually to help, uh, you know, in many different aspects, not just the financial, but also the research, is to help these project companies to reach the community and to help them build an ecosystem that is most suitable for their businesses, that is, you know, that will facilitate cross research collaboration. In addition, of course, to a core element, which is the uh, financial aspects of these projects, which is to help them, you know, raise capital uh, over the internet, over the digital world, uh, we're very selected, you know, source of projects as well, and and we can talk a little bit more around how we select these projects. But um, really, the the vision of Enco is actually using our blockchain technology to to develop a a a ICO launch platform. To handle a lot of the end-to-end financial solutions for these uh, healthcare projects, you know, so that they can focus on their research and then they can focus on their, their expanding their ecosystem to help them grow. Okay. So, so uh, you're this in nutshell, ICO
0: platform for healthcare type businesses, right? Is it strictly healthcare businesses? You're going to be launching the ICOs for those healthcare businesses through your platform that's based there in Hong Kong, right?
5: Uh, that's that's correct. I would say that we we get the questions a lot, and obviously, if you look at our platform, it can go way beyond the healthcare industry um our Our actual financial solutions platform could potentially cater for a lot more other businesses uh, obviously from from our standpoint, you know we we have a strong background in healthcare uh, our founders themselves for many years have been involved in the healthcare investment and healthcare research space, uh, and we have a very strong ecosystem um spreading from Hong Kong. All the way to Europe and some parts of the US, uh, from the healthcare sort of a, a connection standpoint. So, uh, but to answer your question, is actually it can it can cater for much wider business than that, and and we're not okay. holding our So you guys are just
0: going to be focusing on that healthcare stuff there in the in the beginning. One thing I wanted to ask you about this: you're creating the AEN token, which is a utility token, and you're building it on Ethereum. But from what I understand, this is an ERC two two three token.
5: C- correct. That's correct. Yes. Yes.
0: So what, is that, what does that actually mean? Because we've heard of the ERC-20 tokens, and then there's a different token like that the one that CryptoKitties was using, and I've heard that the two two three one one was popping up. This is the first one that I've seen that does that. What is the difference between those different token standards?
5: Uh, sure, sure. So uh, ERC-223 is a more uh, evolved form of Ethereum. It, it's still based on Ethereum itself, and uh, a lot of the wallets out there are, are completely compatible, uh, either you you know, holding an ERC-20 token, which you see in most cases, or ERC-223 tokens. In fact, a lot of the crypto exchanges are also now uh, also accepting both ERC-20, of course, in the past, and now ERC-223. Um, a lot of the, the, the ERC-223 itself has a more... A secured feature, uh, and ERC 20. Um, the ERC 223 3 actually, you know, allows for uh, a lot of the security protections, which uh, in, in 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 the last couple of uh, uh, years, um, a lot ERC 20 tokens have had their own fair share of. of of hacking and uh, uh, traceability, you know, ability to lose your tokens, for example, when it's been transferred uh, to things like the wrong wallet, uh, et cetera, et cetera. That was a common issue with ERC-20. Uh, ERC-223 itself is a more enhanced version of it. Uh, The, the, you know, when you actually do sending of the tokens on an ERC-223 protocol, you know, the ability of actually losing those tokens is substantially less. Um, and mm. so it's something actually. Is it
0: faster, like transaction speed, or is it the same transaction speed as the regular Ethereum blockchain?
5: It's actually a similar transaction speed. Uh, it's just actually it has it because of the traceability and also the uh, you know the ability of not to lose okay. the tokens. It makes it an increasingly popular choice for for protocol right now for Ethereum three. it's the just, it's,
1: it's all about is the functionality. Better. It's around yeah. the functionality yeah.
5: and security, correct? But the, the transaction speed is still very much based on Ethereum backbone.
1: Darren, can you go ahead, like bring it home here and and walk us through a use case? Uh, Just pick any example. Uh, sure,
5: sure. So we are, uh, pretty excited. Uh, we have about four, uh, already in our pipeline for, uh, I, uh I blockchain projects and ICO projects, uh, related to healthcare that we'll due to announce in the next 12 months. Uh, one of them is a, uh, actually a research-based uh, project. Um, we, we talk to, uh, academic researchers, uh, very often around the, uh, you know, what exciting pharmaceutical projects or healthcare projects they're working on. And, and one of the very interesting uh, aspects of of uh, research is around the sharing of medical images for example so a lot of the uh, academic institutions are working on projects like AI for example AI driven uh, interpretation of medical images uh, it helps them improve their diagnosis it streams line the whole process for clinical use um, however a lot of these AI projects they have a limitation around access to data, Uh, they need very good quality images, and it's very often these uh, individual isolated uh, project groups, they don't have the significant financial resource or access to to imaging, uh, MRI images, for example, to to train their artificial intelligence. And unfortunately, AI is one of those things, you know, the more data you have, the more accurate it becomes. So we're working with this group uh, based in Hong Kong right now, and which will uh, soon sort of extend over to uh, places in the United Kingdom as well, uh, which is actually to create a a blockchain application uh, function based on our Inco blockchain um, to actually facilitate the sharing of medical research images. Um, obviously, we have to encounter a lot of uh, practical issues of Privacy issues around, you know, the size of these images, the type of thing. and We're working very diligently around circumventing some of these uh, some of these challenges, and uh, we think we can actually get there uh, in the next couple of months. So uh, we're pretty pretty excited. Once we've got a working prototype uh, to announce to the industry, um, it's very much around uh, using the ANCO blockchain to facilitate sharing of medical images, um, and also using our smart contract module to create the economy around it. Uh, for example, you know, basically creating a uh, a coin, for example, that represents that particular project. And that coin will have a secondary secondary market value to allow research groups to buy or to share images. Uh, and therefore, by sharing images, they're earning tokens. And, and that would actually obviously be used towards their research uh, project's perspective as well. So
0: now would you say that's primarily the use case is like medical research and researchers sort of sharing worldwide information? Now, how, how does that, you know, if they're doing research and they're trying to figure stuff out, like a lot of these pharmaceutical companies, like they kind of want to have their own information information you know to themselves because if they can patent a medicine then that that's going to make them so much money right like is is this primarily for researchers or how, what's And i know you said the incentive of, of earning these tokens but i'm i was trying to understand that and i know that we're running out of time here too so I'm like, but i got all these questions that are like man this is some interesting stuff you got going on over here yeah no
5: it is uh so to be honest the sky's the limit uh, i would say a research is only one typical example uh that we're seeing right now uh, obviously with these uh, uh a lot of these research has have, have intellectual property protection around them and and but you, you know what if you understand uh, ip laws and 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 how to actually protect your research, you can still do a lot of the uh, research sharing uh, without worrying other people infringing your research because uh, the, the world has developed a fairly mature and a robust uh, intellectual property protection system pretty much around the world, and obviously the uh, US is being mature, uh, very mature in the area. Um, so so sharing your research uh, could be uh, is, is actually a common. Uh, um, uh, you know, common aspects of, of uh, between different academic groups around the world these days, uh, actually, you know, with their own intellectual property protection. But I think mo- most importantly, it's not just about uh, research. We're working on other projects, for example, we have a uh, a healthcare fund, a healthcare real estate fund, who's looking to tokenize their fund and be able to adopt the AEM for their uh, ecosystem. They're actually building uh, very exciting uh, incubators and accelerators for life science companies, primarily based in the US is their first fund. Uh, and the idea, uh, our, our understanding with this with fund is to help them tokenize their fund facilitate, obviously, not just the initial capital raising, but once we've, they've built these uh, amazing incubators and uh, accelerators, uh, real estate uh, around the US, they'll be looking to adopt the AEN token to actually uh, you know facilitate the day-to-day transactions. So things like their management information system, uh, booking rooms, you know, pay for their coffees and so forth, uh, and the sharing of uh, intellectual property within their, their real estate itself. Uh, so we're very really excited to work with these funds as well. And that one is obviously a more of a, uh, a typical uh, tokenized fund, shall we say, um, supported by the Anchor blockchain, which is very different from you know the research project that I was just explaining to you about as well. Um, we're also working on other very different projects. We're working with a pharmaceutical company right now um, to help them use uh, to, to help them perform drug discovery uh, using um, the blockchain to drive drug discovery is extremely exciting. It has never been done before, um, and a lot of people do not realize that actually the blockchain has applications in terms of drug discovery. Itself. And that, that uh, when this kick off uh, towards early part of quarter one next year, uh, it will be a complete game-changer for uh, for this.
0: Man, so many projects you can do. Yeah, absolutely.
5: And this is just, you know, with the tip of the iceberg. And, and that's not to say, you know, we also have our own financial solutions platform that's also driven.
0: No, That's great. Real quick then, tell us how, how far along is your technology today? I mean, is it is it almost ready to go? Is it ready to roll out? Or are you just starting to roll out certain things in modules? And we're running out of time here, so real quick, so if you could – Kind of, kind of sure, thing, sure.
5: We are uh, we are launching them in phases right now. Um, so in the immediate uh, next quarter, Q4 2018, we'll be launching the first version of our blockchain and our smart wallet uh, that will be the single interface for all our services and our platform. And then towards the quarter one of next year, we'll be announcing uh, a lot of the real life application projects that i just described to you uh, and how we actually build their application on the back of our blockchain as well. So uh, we're going to do these in phases in the next uh, 12 months.
1: The, uh, the website's got tons of content on it, uh, aencoin.com, White Paper Roadmap Team, their FAQ, their blog. The pre-sale is live now. There's a bounty program, plenty for you guys to explore, and uh, it looks like the the first uh, icon you have under community is Telegram. So is that where you would prefer people to connect with you?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we're open to all sorts of social media. We're on Telegram, we're on Twitter, we're on Discord as well. So uh, feel free to join us wherever you can, but Telegram is our most active
1: group apps Darren, thanks so much for joining us. Thank and uh, good luck as you uh, expand and, and deliver your project. Yeah, thanks. Joe. Thanks, Travis. Nice to see you guys. Might as well face it, Travis, you're addicted to crypto.
0: That's true. But they try to make me go to rehab. But I say no, no,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I do believe that there probably is Uh, a need for rehab with crypto, just like anything that can be of an addictive nature. And because of that, we need rehab based solutions to help people break free of their addictions. So this is super interesting and another really unique blockchain solution in a very specified target market. We have with us Raji Wahidi, the founder and CEO of virtual, Rehab. The website is virtualrehab.co. Raji, welcome to Bad Crypto. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be with you, folks. Can, can you help uh, everybody with their bad crypto addiction? Because, you know, they can't stop listening to us. <laughs> I can always try it. <laughs> no, we don't want you to fix that one. We want, to, we want people like intravenously jacked into our podcast. Right.
0: They love us too much, Raji. They love us yeah. too much. Can we tone down some of the love? <laughs> uh, I, don't, I can't blame them.
1: <laughs> okay, so rehab is nothing new. Uh, you know, we've had rehab centers for all kinds of addictions for, uh, for several decades now, of course, as early, you know, earliest would have been in the um, arena of alcoholism and drug dependencies. And now in the digital age, there's rehab for, you know, internet addictions and, and uh, you know, workaholism and television addiction, and video game addiction. So why don't you maybe expand for us on the, the problems that we as people have with addiction? Yeah,
4: absolutely. So what we're focusing on more is the alcohol and drug addiction. We know that there's a huge problem when it comes to opioid epidemic, especially in the United States. Um, the numbers are huge. Um, So we're trying to address that portion through what we're offering through virtual reality and artificial intelligence. We actually started in 2017 and then um, uh, we decided to integrate uh, the blockchain technology in order to serve the users directly. But if we look at the problem, guys, um, uh, we know that there's 39 deaths per 100,000 population. Um, that are attributable to alcohol and illicit drug use. And then if you look at the relapse rates, which is quite frightening, it goes up to 90% following a period of recovery. Um, now, in the U.S. alone, 116 million adults actually struggle also with chronic pain and cost of uh, and it costs us $635 billion in productivity and treatment. Um, And then there's not much uh, focus on mental health and psychological well-being whenever we treat an addiction, which is exactly what virtual rehab comes in and tries to address.
0: Yeah, that is interesting. I was going to throw in a joke about how my bathroom needs some rehab. But uh, it's a different, bad, kind, bad, of re- a different timing, kind of bad re- timing, Travis. Re- Too soon. <laughs> that is true. Too Gosh, soon. Man, my bathroom does. Um. So no, I think this is really fascinating because there's a lot of things that uh, anxiety disorders. So there's some 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 mental challenges that people have. Post traumatic stress disorder. I mean, military veterans coming back and then not being able to sleep at night, and uh, you know, and and then snapping into their own personal you know wartime scenes that they have running through their heads. Um, so, how exactly is VR um, helping with so the therapy? It's a great question.
4: Actually, when you mention VR to many people, the very first thing they think about is um, gaming, which is for the right reason. Even our customers think of games when we mention VR. But the, the people don't realize that VR was actually used back in 1994 by Kaiser Permanente to treat acrophobics, so people who are afraid of heights, and that was over. That was over 90% success. That's wild. I've
0: actually seen – I went to the um, – uh, there's a VR lab in uh, San Francisco and in, and in uh, Los Angeles for a VR company. I don't even remember the name of the – what is it? Upload VR. I went to their headquarters, and I went there with my son, and they had one of those sort of VR where you're, like, standing on a building and you're, like, walking across between two buildings, like you're on mm-hmm. a tightrope or something. And you get that same feeling, like you know, it's it's almost it's almost like your scrotum pulls in a little bit, and you're like, "Eh," (laughs) you didn't just say that. You did not. (laughs) You did say that. Yeah, that was a more technical way of saying it. You could have said other terms. Yeah, that was medical. But yeah, you you feel it. You're like, "Eh," and then like it's like your
4: body, your mind does not know that what you're seeing is exactly. But that's that's the key. Um, um, uh, fascination in the technology is that you're actually manipulating the mind in order to think that it is real. Um, and that's why, even later on, uh, after Kaiser th- uh, treated acrophobics, they went ahead and used it on military combat personnel who were returning from Iraq and Afghanistan and with PTSD, post traumatic disorders. And again, that was over 75% successful. Now, when you look at, um, you might wonder, then why didn't we use VR back in 94 if it was that successful? Well, the problem was cost. It was super expensive back then to get the equipment, and nobody would spend the money for it. Now the equipment is cheaper, more affordable, and we have more options. So that's why VR is going to become more mainstream as we progress over the years. In fact, they're predicting it's going to be an 80, 80 billion dollar industry by 2025.
1: I've had an Oculus Rift now for uh, oh over two years. I got them when they first released, and I love it. Um, and You're now so
0: innovative.
1: <laughs> I'm a futurist, and now there's the. Uh, actually, I'm just 12 years old. I like the toys. Now there's the Oculus Go, which is the standalone headset, which is is 200 bucks. So the prices yeah. are coming down. So explain to us then how does virtual rehab work? Absolutely. So
4: the solution has what we call four pillars. Okay, so um, virtual reality, and I know you you want me to focus on VR, but it's all interconnected. Um, so virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and what we will introduce soon after our ICO, blockchain and the VRH token. With the virtual reality portion, we're basically doing a virtual simulation of the real world using what we refer to as cognitive behavior and exposure therapy you probably heard of CBT that's that's the terminology CBT is being used to trigger and to cope with temptation so basically you put triggers in front of um, a patient or a user which would replicate what would happen in real life and see how they would react accordingly okay now now you might wonder how do we know if the person is actually, Baking it or not, that's where artificial intelligence actually comes in. We're measuring basically their uh, things like their heart rate, their blood pressure. Um, we're tracking their eyes. Um, and we're collecting data based on what they do um, uh, or what uh, decisions they make, their actions and reactions while they are in this virtual reality world. And we use all this data in order to A, identify the areas of risk, B, make treatment recommendations along with any medication that might have been prescribed by the psychologist or the medical doctor or the therapist, and predict the future behavior of the user post the therapy session. So in this case, if a user comes in into the virtual reality world and, you know, there's alcohol around them and they have a DUI and they can't come close to alcohol or what have you. And they say, well, I've seen the alcohol, but it did not make any impact on me. And they're trying to lie. We'll tell them, well, actually, if you look at the data, it tells me that your blood pressure increased, your heart rate increased. So it did have an impact on you. But the more and more the users are actually doing this program over and over again, they get accustomed to it. Again, you're psychologi- psychologizing them in a way in order to feel more comfortable with the situation so that they can actually give it up in the future.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. So let me ask you this then. Um, let's say you have post-traumatic stress disorder. You're in the military and you have these visions going through your head of crazy stuff that went down in your war zone. Like, what are they looking at? Are they like, are you kind of changing the scene for them? Like, well, instead of like shooting them, you're giving them a hug. I mean, what what kind of visuals are we looking at there that actually helps them with their therapy?
4: <laughs> you're actually showing them the exact scene. So if you're going, for example, to war and you're going to see people getting shot or uh, people dying in front of you or what have you, you are actually showing them the exact same theme And you're seeing how they would react to that particular situation, which is actually being used um, right now to assess whether a soldier is ready to go to combat or not. So we're not trying to actually defy reality mm. or twist the truth. We're actually trying to tackle the truth and see how prepared they are um, to handle it accordingly. So why Great blockchain? Question. So we've been working in a B2B environment, business to business environment, so far. So again, we have a working product, we're out there, we have accomplished, we have many accomplishments, we have global awards and recognition, which uh, I'll be happy to share shortly. Um, However, the blockchain question, so why blockchain? So we've seen a lot of demand. A lot of people have told us that we're very interested in what you're doing. Um, You're currently offering it through institutions, uh, rehab centers, hospitals, um, or Department of Corrections. um, And we'd like to actually use it at home um, or in the comfort of any place they're at. And we strongly believe that blockchain will allow us to do this, especially for vulnerable populations who are out there. And as we all know, unfortunately, their information is all exposed. Um, Their future is restricted because of the fact that they cannot do anything because all the information is publicly available well with blockchain technology we'll be able to provide them with the privacy and um uh, the protection of all data and all information relevant to them and in a decentralized fashion now the cool part about the vrh token which is obviously linked with the blockchain is that it has three distinct use cases. So our token is clearly a utility token. Um, The first use case um, is that users will be able to order and download the programs that we developed straight from our virtual rehab um, online portal. Okay, And they will be able to use it at the comfort of their homes or, or wherever they are. The second use case is that after they're done with that program, should they need further analysis um, using our unique expert system, which we developed, um, and use artificial intelligence in order, again, to identify areas of risk and predict their behavior in the future, then they can actually use um, pay with the tokens in order to request this detail. Um, and you might wonder, are we only going to offer VRH tokens, uh, payments with VRH tokens at the beginning? The answer is yes and no. Yes, that we will promote our VRH tokens. However, fiat will be an option, but an expensive option, um, should you wish to purchase our program. So VRH tokens will be cheaper um, than fiat. Um, So if you're getting it at $100, you'll get um, uh, using VRH tokens at $80. So this way we'll promote the use of VRH tokens. But what we're really excited about is the third use case. The third use case is basically if you prove to us as a user that you have went to a doctor or a therapist or a psychologist, sat down with them and sought therapy, then we will actually um, reward you with VRH tokens that you can actually get from the online portal. So it becomes an incentive for you as a patient or as a user to seek help and be rewarded for it and either go and trade them on exchanges and get money or use them to buy more services. So we've got proof of stake, proof of work, and now pot, proof of therapy.
1: But well, what if you're addicted to POT <laughs> and they have the proof of POT, proof of therapy? Then you're like, proof of pop, POT would be P-O-P. That's a whole other proof. But think about it.
4: Even initially, <laughs> that's true, if, that's if, true. If, if you start thinking that you know they're going to do it for the money, um, well, maybe it will start that way. Um, just like many things in life, uh, we, we start doing them not convinced, but ultimately they will get used to seeing someone. They'll get used to seeking help. And they will, we will get them to the state that we want them to be, and they will be a very effective part of our community.
0: I love that. I think that's great. So as we wrap up the interview, then maybe tell us a little bit about, you know, real quickly, like, how far along is your technology today? And then maybe uh, tell us about the uh, the token raise and any information that uh, that folks might need to know yeah, about absolutely. that. Yeah,
4: absolutely. So we've, uh, we have a working product, as I mentioned. Um, so virtual reality programs are out there. The artificial intelligence is also um, uh, built. We will we'll enhance it further. Um, And also the virtual rehab online portal is readily available. What we will build post the ICO is going to be the blockchain technology and what have you. Um, One of the things that I just want to mention pretty quickly, we've been recognized, as I mentioned earlier, um, uh, and we have many awards, including the U.S. Digital Government head, Justin Herman, mentioned that virtual rehab is a very promising capability for public services. We were the only VRAI company in the United States uh, Department of Justice Environmental Scan Report to be mentioned. We have partnerships across four continents. We are the only Canadian um, company to represent Canada to Arab Health. We were selected as one of Canada's most promising high-growth life sciences companies. We were featured by Microsoft uh, at their Inspire, uh, Inspire um, event as part of the innovation session. And we were nominated by the Wall Street Journal to Startup Showcase, ranked first by the Spanish media for the use of VR for correctional rehabilitation. And we were covered by over 28 countries around the world. Yeah, so but what accomplishments started. have you had?
1: I mean, you know, <laughs> that's, that's a long list. Uh, the website. <laughs> <That's a lot. laughs> yeah, quit bragging. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> <bragger. rehab. laughs> .co is the site. The white paper is there. It appears that you guys are using Telegram. For, uh, for Community, got over 10,000 people there, and you can learn more about the token sale. Uh, Raji, thanks so much, and uh, good luck with this project.
4: Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.
1: Hey, Rocky, did you learn something Always new? Always learning
0: something new. Always learning something new. Reading, checking things out, listening to podcasts. Great stuff
1: learning about the blockchain we hope that you guys enjoyed that would love your feedback in fact uh, we haven't actually told people about the mastermind for a while but the mastermind group persists and it's a great place for all citizens of the republic of bad cryptopia to join if you're on facebook go to badco.in forward slash mastermind and it's where we have the most engagement and interaction with you the citizens of our fine uh, nation. That's
0: true. Uh, and we'd love for you guys to, you know, call us. Leave us a leave us a message, ask us some questions. We haven't had any good questions in a while. Uh, we've had a lot of people calling in about talking tokens and and making requests for that. You can do that too. But call in, leave us a message, 708-885-9030. If you want to contact us, just go to badcryptopodcast.com. There's a contact a button right there that allows you to easily send us a form that comes to our email or you can email us at badcryptopodcast at gmail.com if you want us to maybe come to one of your events or check out your project you're working on shoot us an email contact us call us send us smoke signals send us some wampum telegram a telegraph uh, morse code all of that's acceptable Tele-friend, Telefriend. Yeah, tell a tell a bad joke
1: tell everybody and uh we appreciate it so hope to hear hope to see you on the next episode which might probably be a bad news episode because there's lots of good news in the bad news realm and uh and rocky why don't you uh tell folks what sure. to do
0: impossible is nothing stay bad